Welcome to the Lola Community Podcast. In this podcast, we will have questions, quotes, and conversations between different people, and your host will be Pleasant Selecki. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. It's Pleasance from the Lola Community Podcast. Today is our first episode under our new name and our new structure, which is having conversations around questions and quotes. So today's question is around how do I plan and prepare for 2019? How do I live into my life this year And what are the changes that I want to make? So today's episode is a workshop with a uh, wonderful woman who is very committed to her own growth. And I'm super excited that Katie was bold and brave to come on with you today. The quote that I want to start from, so today's conversation is really based around uh, plan to thrive and the principles and practices that we can bring into our life. If you would like a copy of Plan to Thrive, it is on the Little Om website, L-I-L-O-M-M.com. Also, you can email me, Pleasance at Little Om. I'm happy to send you a copy of this e-workbook. So here's the deal. The quote today is on page four, and it is the Planifesto. So just as a way to set the stage for this conversation, let's dive into uh, this quote. We honor seasons and cycles. We relax into abundance of time and energy. We choose experiments and explorations over rigid structures or the one way. We are skillful and strategic with the big picture and the sacred ordinary day. We practice awareness, creative problem solving, and consistency with love and compassion. So that's our planifesto for 2019. It's on page four of Plan to Thrive. And I hope that you learn something and you share something and that this brings uh, joy and meaning to your life. Okay, dear one, may you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you live with ease and enjoy the show. Okay, hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Um, although it feels kind of arbitrary because Jewish New Year is in the fall, which makes a lot of sense to me physically in harmony with nature. So this whole Happy New Year thing, I sort of say like tongue in cheek, like, okay, I'll play along. However, New Year, same me. Yay. I love me. So that's great news. <laughs> okay. Today we're focusing on planning. So we have um, a dear member of our community here today who's going to be doing some workshopping with us around planning and around moving into this year and thinking about this year in terms of spaciousness and in terms of creating space with the realities of a very full and vibrant life like we all have. I don't know anybody who is sitting around thinking, gosh, I have all this free time and I'm not sure what to do with it. Um, If that is you and you're listening to this, please reach out to me because I feel like I have a lot of free time and I'd love to go walking in the woods with you. So let's hang out. (laughs) So um, it's just not the norm. It's not the mentality. It's not what we're hearing. So I'm just very aware of that. And 
um, Katie and I were talking off online uh, about some of the things that she was thinking about and I thought this would be great to open up to the public and sort of have a workshop around. So that's why we're doing this, especially this time of year, because everyone is setting resolutions and intentions and word of the year and really um, thinking about how they want this year, um, what they can control. There's going to be a lot of stuff that comes up that we can't control, and we just want to be able to make space for that. We never know what that's going to be. In fact, one thing you could do right now, anybody who's listening, and Katie also, I don't think we've done this yet, is I want you to think about 2018 and maybe make a list of like two or three things in your journal that came up that were unexpected. So let's just remind our neural networks and our brains that life is unexpected events, losses, surprises, celebrations. So write down two or three things that were unexpected in 2018. Um, and maybe you could balance it, some things that were good and maybe some things that were not so good, but let's just remember that that's always happening, right? That there's always someone who's getting sick or there's always a missed flight or there's bad weather or there's fires or there's just life is happening. So uh, let's be real with that, okay? which is also why I really like you guys to have space in your calendar and in your schedule so that you can handle the stuff that happens. It feels so terrible when something happens to someone we love and we can't help, um, or that we're so overwhelmed or stressed out that we can't give the love and care that we really want to, okay? So that's why we're doing this. Katie, will you give us a little bit of your background? So it's January 2nd here, where were you last year at this time? And give us uh, a little bit of the background. Yes. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Katie. Um, I currently live in Santa Monica, California, although I'm from Washington, DC, Maryland originally. And in terms of planning, um, ever since meeting Pleasance, my life has uh, been really transformed around how I think about time. Um, so I am one of those people that's always overwhelmed, always stressed out, never enough time, always behind, um, too much to do, like the list goes on. And I always feel, I'm, to give a little bit of background, I'm I'm not working right now. Um, I'm in school getting my master's. And so my time is, and I have been for the last two years, and my time is really pretty much set for me by my school. They tell me how many hours I need to devote to each course a week. Um, and most of my time is completely sucked up with school. <laughs> And so last year around this time, I guess it was, yeah, it was last year around this time, um, I met Pleasance and we started talking about scheduling and planning. And I've never been a planner um, because I always felt like it was really constricting and stopped me from having any freedom. And freedom's always something I've wanted and, and really um, coveted. Um, so I never wanted to plan because then I felt like I would be really trapped in my times for the day. Um, and I, and I liked having, um, waking up every day and having a totally different day. And then I realized I was doing plan to thrive, um, and reading through the workshop, the workbook Pleasance offers. And I started 
playing with 168 hours um, and some of the other tools that are in there. And I realized like, wait, if I can plan out my days, then in reality, I'm actually going to have a lot more freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Which is the irony. Yeah. Um, because I can set, because what was happening is I just had energetic leaks everywhere. Like breakfast would last for like three hours while I was doing school and taking a shower and like doing all these other things. And then someone would, and then the other thing is someone would call and I get distracted for an hour and a half on a call because um, I'm, I've also learned I'm, I'm a type nine in the Enneagram. And so I, it takes me, it's, it's taken a whole year of really like intentional focus on to figure out that I matter and what I want and that my time matters too. Um, Cause I used to just sort of like go with the flow and whoever needed me whenever I was available for them, but I didn't have any set schedules or time of my own. So that in itself, I mean, from where I was a year ago to now has been like a huge change because now, sorry, I have a cat and she's okay. now. <laughs> Because now I um, have a lot more, a lot better sense of, of myself and like prioritizing myself and prioritizing my self-care and doing mornings, like doing a morning routine every day. And I also tend to have a lot of excess vada, mm -hmm. which is another thing I've learned. Mm -hmm. And so again, like I tend I do, Vadas traditionally don't really like to have too much structure because we like to be like up in the air and it's totally like very scattered. And um, so that's really helped too, is just like rounding down and setting a schedule every day mm -hmm. um, and morning and evening routines to like really like, like pull me down to the earth um, so that there's more structure which is really very freeing now so i have my set morning and i have my set evening and that that in itself has been hugely transformative mm -hmm. um and i do breakfast at the same time or nearly the same time every day mm -hmm. um and so all that's been really helpful but i still pleasance and i were talking a lot last year because i all last year all 2018 i was still constantly in a state of being overwhelmed behind on school behind on everything and i'm now learning that that's um that's a story i consistently tell myself that i'm always behind and then i create it yeah <laughs> all the time um so i'm committed in 2019 to to not be overwhelmed to not be stressed out to not be behind all the time and instead, I really want to like embody um, spaciousness. Mm -hmm. And we are talking about how do you do that? What does that look like? And um, I've had some time to reflect on what we talked about at, at first, which was I basically just sent Pleasance a whole list of all of my commitments and responsibilities for the year um, and, and was basically saying like, well, these are all the hours I have to spend doing all these things. I don't have any time. Like, how am I supposed to find time for anything else? Mm -hmm. um, so that's sort of like where I'm at in my schedule now is mm -hmm. 
these are my commitments. I really am craving spaciousness. I also um, have a habit, part of my habit of not taking care of myself or putting myself first and putting others first is I never really, um, I'm always in my head. And so I, I don't really do any of the embodiment. And I really want to like not do that because that leads to a tremendous amount of anxiety and scatteredness. Um, and usually when I get stressed out, I just sort of like shut down and shut off anything related to taking care of myself and we'll just like hunker down and press ahead until things get done, which is just like not the way I want to live my life anymore. Mm-hmm. So those are the things I'm like thinking about looking towards 2019. And I remember, I think I asked you this on email was really, um, the piece that we have to now kind of move into is how do we define spaciousness, right? Like we need to create some definitions for some of these terms that mean different things to different people. So when you think of spaciousness, what do you think? What does that mean to you and your life? It means a lot of freedom. Um, it means more simplicity, actually. Um, it means uh, having energy to do the things I want to do. Um, and it means being able to not, I mean, I'm going to define it in terms of what it's not. It's, it's not feeling stressed. It's not mm-hmm. feeling anxious. And for me, particularly, I tend to go towards overwhelm 24 seven. So mm-hmm. it's feeling like I have enough time in the day to do all the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that the day is a gift. Like that would be really nice. Every day is a new beginning. Every day is, is a miracle. Every day is exciting. Um, yeah. Pause. There's your affirmations for your morning. Those sentences you just said, every day is a gift. Every day is miraculous. Every day is that. When you go back and listen to this, write those out. Put that next to your bed. That is how you start every day. Because it's not actually the things you're doing. It's how you're seeing the things you're doing. The fact that you get to study online and learn in stuff that you're interested in and you have the privilege to do that without having to rush around or have stress or work 25 jobs in order to make it work, that is miraculous. Yeah. So education and learning is such a gift. So it's about how you see your life. It's not the actual pieces. That's what Ayurveda is saying. That's what this mindset shift is, is your life is beautiful and magical and spacious if you choose to see it that way. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first thing is that when you guys create the definitions for yourself of how you want to feel and what you want to see, those are your daily affirmations. Those are the things that you have to return back to for your, in your own journaling, in your own meditation, in your own body and breath, in your ritual of morning and evening routine. So in the morning you say it, and at the end you acknowledge it. So at the end, how was my life miraculous today? How was it so beautiful? How was it so magical? You prove to yourself. It's Mm -hmm. switching the mindset of proving that you're alive and you're awake and you're present. And listen, there are some days when my like that closing, that book ending of the day and taking a moment to honor and acknowledge and appreciate is so small. It's like that moment, like for me, it'll often be the pause, looking out the window, like while I'm making dinner. 
It'll be like lighting a candle while I'm on a call, right? I've been doing QuickBooks and admin and lots of financial stuff all morning for the business, but with candles, with my salt lamp, with beautiful music, it's so beautiful. I am so lucky to be able to have a business that's abundant and I get to work with the numbers and I've got a functioning brain where I can work QuickBooks and I can interact with what's coming in and what's going out and make decisions. What a privilege, right? So I'm not gonna talk about I don't like doing the books. I don't like doing the accounting. I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm like, no, wake up. This is a gift. This is what I'm choosing. This is how I'm living my life. So I'm proving to myself in the beginning of the day and the end of the day, those feelings that I do want to feel. And those definitions, those affirmations, please guys who are listening, don't use Katie's. Make up your own. What is your word of the year? What is your feelings for this year? How does that look? So for me here in my office, I have my little like reminders for this year. Elevate, get out of the way, allow, listen. What does that look like in real life? What does that look like as I'm starting the day and ending the day? Did I have an elevated conversation today? Did I have an elevated experience today in my physical body, in my mental body, um, with the people that I'm choosing to spend time with? So that's how we start to weave in the actual aspirations with our actual life, okay? Definitions for you, not for anybody else. Mm -hmm. So the next piece that I wanna ask you is, you said, um, I wanna have time to do what I want to do. Can you give me two or three things that you feel like you want to do that you don't currently have time to do? Yes, I made a huge list, actually. Um, great. Give me some of that. Well, yoga. Okay. Um, I don't make time to see my friends all that often. Okay. Um, dance. Okay. Uh, one of my big things is being part of a community of strong women, which I am working on creating for myself. Yeah. And you're in one online and you're creating one in person. So yeah. also acknowledging when we actually do have something and we want to celebrate that we have made an effort to put that in our life. Right? Yeah. Okay. So let's start with those. Let's move them to the top of the priority list and set a realistic, uh, smart, basically like the framework of the smart goal. So when you say I want to do yoga, what does that mean? How many times what feels good to you and what's, what's like realistic that you're willing to do. A lot of times this is where people are like, I want to go seven days a week. But in reality, they're not willing to, you know, get up at five and go to the 6am class or they don't want to do it 8pm. So what's, what is the number of yoga classes or time? Will you do yoga at home? Like if get, will you put a mat out and do it, is that a good fit for you or no? That's sort of like a shorter, I do that in the mornings now okay. to get my body moving because I yeah. don't Okay. Um, so you're no. talking specifically outside classes, outside the home. Yeah, because you asked what gives me energy, and yeah. I've noticed that getting to class with my favorite teachers gives me energy. Okay, great. So how many times a week is realistic that you want to try? Ready? Ding, ding, ding. As an experiment. <laughs> explore. This is like, literally, you hear me say this five bazillion <laughs> times a day. Because there's no right or wrong. The only way to know is to set that intention and say, let me try this for a month. Like, let me try going how many times a week? I think two times a week is realistic right now. Great. So let's try going two times a week. The super secret thing about actually doing what we love first and as the highest priority is that we get, we like that feeling. So we end up doing more of it. 
Yeah. It's reverse than saying, I'm going to go set, here's what usually happens. I'm going to go seven days a week and then they go no days a week and then they beat themselves up and then they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's switch it. What do we love to do? Let's try two days a week. Oh, that feels delicious. Oh, I just found an extra time. Maybe I can add that other class. Mm-hmm. Once, like you find, once you start tuning into your own rhythm and your own harmony, you might start adding it in naturally. Okay. So let's do the two days a week. This becomes the highest priority for spaciousness, for cultivating uh, embodiment. These, this is what we're gonna schedule first when we map out our weekly schedule. So two times a week yoga. Um, how about the other thing you said was dance, right? Is that yeah. a class once a month? Is that a dance party alone? What's happening there? I think, I don't know. I mean, there are dance classes. I don't know that that means as much to me as yoga. I think that's more just making time during the day. That to me means more about like just having time for myself and some fun during the day because I like to dance. Okay. So it may be like you might have a little chart. I don't have one right here, right next to me, but normally each season I'll have that joy or that fun chart that I just write a few things on that I want to remember to schedule each month so that I remember your brain and the neural networks, they want to be reminded of the changes. Remember that sort of, if we get stuck in a, in a pattern of doing that, then our ego and our brain starts to close down around it and forgets to be creative and add the fun stuff in if we're not prioritizing that. So one super easy way to do it is just make a little chart or even on a little sticky, something like this. I love these that have the lines, the little stickies and put joy winter 2019 and then put like three or four things on there. And you're like, Oh, each month I want to make sure to do this. So if you, there's some reason, that you put dance but you're not sure maybe one dance class a month will sort of scratch that itch and allow you to be sort of taking these little dance breaks for yourself in between your schoolwork blocks something like that so it doesn't have to be as intentional but let's make sure that in a year from now you're like yeah I I really did add dance in because I went to this one Nia class once a month or I went to this five rhythms once a month and it, it was enough it felt so good make sense yeah yeah so much of that's about putting, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but being a type, well, typing myself as a nine, which I'm now starting to see I'm coming out of parts of that, which is kind of interesting actually. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I see why you're saying make it a priority because already my mind's going into like, well, you don't have time for that. And it, you know, it wouldn't really, you don't, you, you don't even know where to start to find a dance class. Ah, okay, this is so important. So first of all, the old habit and pattern is you don't have time. That is the way that your ego is blocking you from trying new things. Right. Right, so the story that we're telling ourselves is I don't have time. Yeah. Uh, if we drop the story, what's underneath it is I actually don't know where to start. Okay, cool. Now we have something to work with. Yeah. Because then this is when we move into my favorite visual representation, right? Our circle, dance, and now, okay, give me three or four different ways to investigate a dance practice. Well, I mean, starting at home for like five or 10 minutes. Perfect, what else? Brainstorm. Going to a class that's offered in Brentwood, which I know about. Um, Going to a like salsa club or something. Cool. Would your fiance go with you to that? Is that something you guys would do together? I don't know that he dances. <laughs> I don't know. It might be kind of fun. 
so fun to like try new things. Or maybe you have a friend who would go with you, going to a salsa club, going to a class at Brentwood, uh, doing something home for five or 10 minutes. I'm gonna add five rhythms and Nia just because they're beautiful movement techniques that are all over the world, right? Yeah. So there's a bunch. So this yeah. is what hangs up in your little office when your little ego brain is not your, but all of us. I have it too, right? That's why I'm so good at this stuff because I've had to do it so many times. I'm not special. I'm just like you. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. So now I actually have a little bit of a plan. It didn't yeah. take long. It took all of 30 seconds for us right. to come up with four or five things that we could try if we wanted to add dance in once a month, right? right. Low hanging fruit, super right. easy. What was the other thing? What was the second thing you said the time to do what you wanted to do? You said yoga first. And then you said, what's the second thing? Uh, friendship going out. Friendship. Ah, Okay, so let's do one for that. What does that really look like? Um, or what feels good? I mean, what feels good, I, again, I, I feel like I'm both an introvert and an extrovert, but I definitely nurture more on my introvert side right now. Okay. So I would like to get dinner with friends once a week. Okay. And that feels good. Wait, okay, hold on. Here's how we check in. So ground your feet, sit up nice and tall. Take a few breaths, drop your chin, and then visualize yourself every week, right? Going out and having dinner. Are you guys out of the home or are you in the home? Outside. So going out to a restaurant. Um, okay, now let's kind of go through that. We're in new restaurants, we're visualizing ourselves. Uh, how about paying for things? Does that feel spacious and good still to be out at restaurants and exchanging money in that way? Yeah, because I don't go out to eat that often. Great. So once a week and then picture yourself sort of every week. Does that feel like too much or too little or sort of just right? Well, I think it would probably be three times a month because mm, okay. with my period, I don't really like to go out. And okay, great, 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 great. So more information and still feeling good. Are we willing to experiment for the next few months with setting up some of those dinner, setting up some of those dinners. Mm. Yes, I hear yes. Yeah, so um, there's a few things you could do from a scheduling perspective, is you could decide, okay, today uh, or tomorrow or sometime this week, I'm gonna set up my schedule for January. So I'm just gonna be really intentional about inviting some friends. We wanna go to this restaurant at this time. Um, here's where I'm gonna be, you know, really being intentional, setting it up with those people and mapping out the schedule so that you're not, why am I, do you have a sense as to why I'm saying, get the schedule set, ask the people, pick the restaurant, pick the time and sort of have it in, in a container? What happens when we don't do that? It doesn't happen. Either doesn't happen or have you ever had the experience of a flurry of emails and texts? I can't do that day, but I can do this day, but I can do here and I can't do here. And then all of a sudden the Vata is like, like we're trying to do created all of this other ridiculous energy. And it's just then what? Overwhelming. Yes. So then we shut down and we say, well, see, this is why I don't want to go to dinner with anybody. Right. That's exactly what happened. Okay. So we're going to change it and we're going to say, I'm going to Masala Indian at 8 p.m. on Thursday. I'd love for you to join me. Or you could do a survey monkey and have two options, right? But you can set the container, set the boundary. Mm -hmm. And 
again, like here's the thing that I personally find really fun is that when I do something like that, here's what I'm going to do. Here's the time. Here's the place, you know, blah, blah, blah. If, if it turns out that nobody, like that a lot of other people actually can't come, I know the intention for you and what you're setting is for connection and relationships. So this is not exactly like a direct link, but I just want to point out that um, these end up being the dates with myself that I so love. I love taking myself out on a date. I love when I invite other people and they don't end up coming or they cancel or someone gets sick because then I have my journal, I have a book, I have delicious food or an experience. This is how I've learned how to fall in love with my own company is because I treat myself like a dear friend. I, I take myself out and I do nice things and most of the time they're not a lot of money because it's just me enjoying company and space. This is how we create the spaciousness we're looking for. Right, we start to really have dates with ourselves. So, um, as you're experimenting with inviting friends, maybe one of those dates a month is just with you, right? Like maybe you're like, okay, I want to do two with friends, and I really just want one for myself, where I sort of tell my mind it's with others, so that I show up, or I really enjoy where I'm going. Um, so again, taking the time. I think the key is being realistic and just setting the tone with what it is that you really are looking for and seeing if that fits. Because yeah. may, you may do this dinner thing for a month or two and be like, this is not, there's something off, right? I, and I don't know what it is. You could figure it out. Maybe one of your friends ends up, ends up getting really drunk and then you're not connecting because she just keeps yeah. drinking and you're like, hmm, this is not actually what I was looking for. So then you have the option to do the connections in a circle and find lots of ways. Like maybe it's a walk on the beach. You know, I have one friend, um, actually I have a few friends now, uh, who we can't ever like for scheduling, it just doesn't feel good to do daytime or night, but I, we get, we do like 6am walks, you know, 7am walks or walk and talks at 6am. I have a dear friend who's so, her life is so busy but I'm always out walking in the morning. I'll call her at like 6 a.m. And we just, that's when we talk because we don't see each other a lot. So there's lots of space to make connection um, at once you see it that way. So that's why I also like do the dinner thing, see how that feels, but also just do a circle that radiates off. What are all the other awesome ways to have connection with friends? Okay. Yeah. So smart because like another like when you were just talking I realized like uh dinners are are nice but a lot of what I'm craving is actually more in that like joy fun and that's not really dinner that's more of like going to see a show or going to see uh some inspiring speaker but someone who's like in alignment with where yeah. I'm at yeah yeah and that's all stuff I just schedule for myself. And then I might send out to one or two friends, hey, I'm going to this. If you want to come, grab yourself a ticket. Or does anyone want to go to the, you know, and just really making it, I'm doing it for me and I love having other people, but I'm also still going to go even if they don't come because I'm doing it for me. And it's something I'm interested in. Right. And then I meet cool people, right? Or I'll end up meeting friends there. So there's lots of ways to cultivate that. That again, I just want to emphasize, this is not taking a lot of time to just do these little brainstorms. I think it's important. I think once we realize how limiting our brains are, once we sort of open up these neural networks, then we get in the habit and the skill of being able to do it over and over and not making it be such a time suck is my point, you know? So when you're looking at your whole month, um, you know, if you're looking at your month, like an overview, this is just an example. I love these overviews because then you get a real sense of what's the rhythm of this month. 
is there something fun there, right? There's a little mm -hmm. note section on the side here. You could create this yourself, super easy. Mm -hmm. um, is there something fun? Is there a dance class? Is there a friend thing? And then you're sort of like, okay, I've got my, I've got my finger on that. This is happening. Mm -hmm. It also helps you in terms of what your the self-talk around proving to yourself that you are putting the things that are most important to you on the schedule yeah. and sort of on the calendar. So this whole idea and story um, I don't have time to do what I want to do. It's not, you're proving yourself wrong. Yes, you do. You know, yes, you do. That's it. It's like internal talk and chatter is t saying, yes, I do. It's like, stop telling me that I am making time. Right. So I want you to start talking to yourself, everybody like that, right. Is like prove to yourself that you're taking your life with attention and intention and, and seriously and making meaning with it. Because this outdated talk and language around overwhelmed and too busy and too stressed out, I don't have enough time. I just am always going to push back and say, well, then what are you doing with your 168 hours? And if you say your highest values are your family and your work, and that's where you're spending 168 hours, like, then be clear that you are in alignment. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, if you're, and if you're not, because you hate your work or something's going on in your marriage or with one of your kiddos, then like, let's, let's work with it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I feel like we did a good job with moving some of that into your life. Yes. The yeah. Just that what you just said about like, it's so easy to get into the habits of, of getting stuck in those neural networks and just forgetting mm -hmm. that you actually do have options because the stories are so strong that what just immediately comes to my, I don't even like, I don't even hear it anymore. It just like, is more of a like gut reaction of like, well, you don't have time for that. And yeah. So on my notes section in my phone, which links to all my other devices, I have an area of like things I'm tired of hearing myself say. Oh. And so I keep track of the things I'm tired of hearing myself say. So I stop saying it. Like and then um, when I'm really diving into an area. So an example is a few years ago, a friend and I dived into overcoming over under earning and sacred success, which are the two books of Barbara Stanley on finances and spirit. And when we did this book dive together, one of the things I noticed was that for a long time, I've said, uh, I was saying, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. So then I was just proving that over and over. So when I did the deep dive, I realized that I was always saying that. And so I didn't want to say that anymore. So I called my best friend and I said, I don't want to say this anymore. I'm tired of saying this. Can you help me? If you hear me, can you just remember, can you point it out? And then I put it up on a little sticky on my computer. And I told Mel, my husband, I don't want to say that anymore. I really want to feel in alignment with how I spend my money. Um, so I want to use different language. So I just, I pulled together a team of people who hear me speak the most and who talk the most. Um, and I broke the habit. Now I don't say that. You know, I use, I use other language. I investigate. Is that something that's in alignment? Is it something I really want to do? Like, I don't really feel the need right now to go to Bali for a 12 day yoga retreat. And I don't want to use my resources and my investments and my time and my energy in that way. Mm -hmm. And that's true. And that feels good. It feels like I'm connected in alignment, right? I don't like being away from my babies that long. Like there's a whole list of reasons. So I'm not going to sit around and say things like, well, that's nice for them. I can't afford a Bali retreat. No, I actually don't want to go on one. And if I wanted to do something that was so deeply in my bones, 
like this Ayurveda conference, I find a way. Like I found a lot of ways. It just unfolded like boom, boom, boom. Flight was really affordable. It was just a yes, yes, yes. The housing was, everything just lined up. And that is where I want to spend my energy. It's so in alignment. Yeah. So and is that helpful for when you hear yourself say something? Yeah. Okay, write it down, keep track. With the Bali thing also, it's like, for me, a lot of it's just like expectations. Like I should want to go to the yoga retreat. I should want to be external facing all the time. I should always want to be out with my friends. That should, the minute you hear, you know that girl, everybody, I think at this point, we all know the minute we hear the should, it is an opportunity for like, pause, what? You know, hold on a minute, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> pause, break, let me break this down. Yeah. Yeah. I like could better, right? In terms of the spectrums, like I could go to Bali, but I don't really feel like it right now. Or like I could go <laughs> to social, but I don't really feel like it right now. You know? So like that should is such a good indicator of deeper dive thought work. And listen, we can't always do it right in the moment. So that's why I like using notes on the phone because I can drop it in there and realize, ooh, I want to investigate that a little bit further another time Yeah, uh, when I have some time to journal or think about it. Okay. Okay. Um, one other thing I want to talk about is you said you wanted to do, you wanted to embody spaciousness and the way that that would look in your life is freedom, simplicity, and energy to do what I want to do. So on the simplicity front for everybody, because simplicity is such a big part of minimalism and this green movement and less is more, which I'm so thrilled is here, like, yay. But then how do we actually do it? So one of the things that I, I think is really important to remember is what are the ways that things are not simple? What are the ways that things are really um, complicated or challenging? And, and is there anything we need to remove? So a lot of times, um, I'm actually working with people around money in simplicity and simplifying uh, in and out and sort of what the flow looks like because that can be a lot of draining on the mind and also no surprise to anyone, alcohol. Um, so I'm not saying that you have indicated this at all. I'm just bringing up what are the areas of your life that feel complicated or feel messy or feel like too much because sometimes we say we want simplicity um, but we haven't cleaned the closet that's full of all the old clothes. And I know you've been doing a lot of decluttering and binging, like purging, not binging. <laughs> I, I don't, sorry, I just got off on a whole different tangent, but purging, getting rid of stuff, right? Isn't that what yeah, we're purging. Woo! Um, so to get rid of stuff, because sometimes actually that's the simplicity. It's just there's this craving um, for a simpler rhythm and routine, and there's some daily stuff that's in the way of that. Sometimes it's food. Right? It's yeah. saying like, you know, this week, I'm really just going to focus on eating fruits and vegetables, not for a cleanse, not for a detox, not to lose weight, not for new year, new me, but literally just because my digestive system is craving simplicity, yeah. right? Simple soups or simple foods, simple drinks. So I love the idea that, again, when we're embodying spaciousness, simplicity is not like something that's happening necessarily externally or necessarily like with any radical shifts or changes, it can often just be, where do you not feel that things are simple? Mm -hmm. And that's going to really change for, for everybody. That was one of the biggest reasons why I quit drinking, because I, I was craving simplicity and more rhythm and routine and quiet, like more than I had ever had. And 
the download was like drinking is an area where you can simplify. Just mm-hmm. don't do it. <laughs> so yeah. really yeah. simple. Yeah. <laughs> and I have now lots and lots of time. I mean, could I even say that I have an extreme? Like December was a real like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. interesting. Is this bored? Like there's no way I could be bored. I have so many interests and passions, but I'm just my whole nervous system is just dropped into such a steadier rhythm of spaciousness and i'm like okay i have all the time i need here's what i've been saying now it's here it's just fascinating because we're so used to living i'm so used to living i'll speak for myself just doing doing you know yeah totally um for me with spaciousness like like you just said because i'm vada and have i'm just like very scattered over the year of learning more about Ayurveda and just like tuning in more to my frequency and my type and what works for me and regrounding myself. I noticed that I used to have stuff kind of like everywhere all the time and I could never keep it in one place. And it it was so funny is it never felt like, um, like I never noticed it as being overwhelming. It was just like part of my life. But now that I've been, I simplified and I keep everything clean and clear. Um, I have so much more space and I'm yeah. less scattered. And so th- it's made a huge, that, that part of, part of simplifying has made a huge difference. Like yeah. huge. But for me, my simplifying, I mean, you're going to say, mine's not alcohol, mine's school. Like, it's complicated. It all, like you just said about friendships and like how if you make these plans and then all this, you get this like whole new thing of energy that comes up and, and it creates overwhelm. Like that's cool for me. I sit down to, to work on something and like there's so many different pieces going on at the same time that I just like really get overwhelmed, shut down, walk away. Yeah. I would say that the project management tools and skills that you have in other areas are of utmost importance. So things like most important of the day list, you know, having things that like, this is the little pad that I keep when my mind overwhelms, where it's just like, oops, sorry, it's upside down. Like just there's simple spaces for like, okay, here's really what I can do in this time block. This is what I need to do. Boom, boom, boom. Like I'm still a big list person, pen to paper and being able to check things off and throw them away and just stay heavily focused. It is a practice. Mm -hmm. And like other practices, if you've been practicing distraction and overwhelm and doing all the different things and too many, it's just gonna take some time for your system to unwind and get in the habit of most important things. Um, and, And setting the mindset, so when you sit down for a work block, like when I sit down for my admin work block, like I did this morning, I'm like, okay, these are the three most important things I have to get done in this block, in this day. And that's just a habit that you build over time. The reason I feel like it's really, really important is because so many people are not working that way. They're not smart working and it's really hard for them to do the deep work that is required of our, of ourselves. And so I think that there's two things. One is I want you to use the mindset of like, this is what I do. I do it well. I do it with ease. Like I've got this, like the self-talk that you have when you go into your work, your schoolwork time is so important. What are those messages? Like I have all these, the reason I keep looking back, I have like all these messages on my computer that you guys can't see that just remind me, like I have all the time I need. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. 
like stay present, um, stay focused. Uh, how can I serve today? What are my three most important things? Like these are the little reminders. Um, I do hard things, right? Like lots of people use that quote now and that's what I say all the time and lots of us do. I just have to keep reminding myself that. Like right now you're in school and this is the demands of full-time school. This is what the external program looks like. You have choices. You cannot do the work, you can leave the school um, or you can do it. I mean, you've, again, you've got lots of options. Um, and so how you see it and how you engage with it is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think being realistic, one of the things I wanted to ask you was um, in terms of when you're doing 168 hours and you're prioritizing your care and you're having your morning and your evenings and you're making sure to put your yoga and your friends in there. Um, what else do you want the time for? You know, that I think underneath it is that habit of saying, I don't have enough time, but I want you to be really specific or anybody who continues to feel that way. Like, what is it that you want to be doing with that time? Is it just total nothing unstructured, like Netflix couch? Then that can go on your calendar. You know, that can, you can have open space. Like I definitely, definitely have to plan open space because I love people and topics and like there's so many things that I love that if I don't do that I get I will get caught up with over scheduling just because I have so many passions so I just now in the habit of scheduling open space um and that is how I started to change a habit and really enjoy it so it's really going to be up to you and your patterns I think for you it's not going to be so much uh I think it's just going to be being specific. Like, is it, what is it exactly that you feel like you don't have time for or you're behind in and then kind of making sure that you have that in your model calendar. Does that make sense? Yeah. I or think, is it just a thought loop that's actually not yeah. true? I think it's just a thought loop. Cause yeah. I think it's just, cause there's, it's not anything that I'm behind for. Yeah. I'm just always behind. Yeah. You know? from, and that's what I'm saying is from what, for who, in what way, is there a deadline? I mean, I just don't like, we have to pick at this language. That's why I'm so anal about communication and language because I really, and, and I often don't say this cause it doesn't, it just feels really counterculture right now. And I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but like I have all the time I need to do everything I want to do. And I do it in every micro day. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I, I, I just, I make sure that those things happen every day, prioritizing them so that I'm just reproving to myself. There's actually nothing that I really want to do so desperately that I haven't made the time for. And yeah. if things come up, uh, guitar lessons or tennis, these are things that have shown up on my list and then I'll schedule it and then the time will come and I'll be like, I actually don't think I want to do that. It, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think I don't want to do that. Like, I think I, I'm, I'm, pro I'm projecting that I should, again, mm -hmm. I don't use that language, but that's what comes up. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes time for the time, I'm like, oh, I don't think I actually want to do that right now. Okay, no problem. Maybe next season. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So and I think, sorry, go ahead. Experiment. Like, like you said in the beginning, for a perfectionist, that's also really hard because when I was, when mm. we were initially emailing back and forth and I was making my calendar, I was doing it on like a draft sheet so that when I put it in my new pretty calendar, it's like perfect. And then you were like, but this is all just, you're just exploring and it's yeah. only for a month. And Pencil, 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 pencil. Like I just love pencils because then I'm just like, this is an experiment, erase, or I can move forward or this or that. It's like tells your brain 
totally different, you know, information around how to hold on to it or to not. Um, and the, and the closer that you align your life to your mission, your purpose, your value, your desires, and your, and how you want to feel, you know, with that word, like that, it's just, um, the more that you practice that, the more that's what you'll see. And again, the reason that school doesn't feel spacious, it, I think, I'm not in your head, but what I, my, what I assume, what I'm thinking is that it's because you keep telling yourself that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Cause I, I have this story that I'm just, I've always been trapped and I'm always, and that's part of the behind. Right. Like you always right. have, to, have to do. Right. And if I, switch, I was, when I was feeling that way, I would say things to myself like that sort of back talk, like that question back of like behind from what, mm -hmm. right? Like, what am I, what am I behind from? Especially for me who runs our own business. Like who, nobody else is making any <laughs> goals. No, like, it's crazy. I mean, and I, and I know that in some circumstances, in some work environments, there is a behind from a deadline or something you're working on. And that is a catch up. And I, you know, there is an, um, there is a level of clarity and energy and structure and planning that has to happen to get into the momentum of understanding how your month works, right? Month by month by month. Like I intentionally had a very quiet December because I knew January was going to be like, Right. And so I want to go inward February. We've got this great family break plan and then March will probably open. So that's a really nice rhythm for me is to see these 30 days. Cause then I have space. I also like, especially in January with so many um, things going on, I have less to do's. Like I'm not going to pile on more projects and more content and starting things in a month that already feels so vibrant and full. So mm -hmm. This is how we can make those choices. And you've already done that in the emails that we did together. You're very clear about how, how long this expansion and the sort of energy that school is going to take, and then it closes. So mm -hmm. we want to use that to realize, like, this is a matter of time. I'm not into pushing and striving and hustling so that your physical body gets sick, meaning I don't want you up, you know, till 12 or 1, like, doing schoolwork because it's only a few months. And then when I push through, because what happens when you get to the other side is sick, is illness mm -hmm. that usually holds on because it's been waiting for a space for you to listen to the body. So mm -hmm. there, there are ways to have that harmony within each 24-hour day, each seven day of the week, and then each month, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's how we sort of want to see and feel into that rhythm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. What other questions do you have? Anything specific? Anything final? How are you feeling? I'm feeling much better. Um, I think it's, I mean, just like everything we've been talking about is really helpful and gives me a lot to think about. Um, prioritizing the fun and the things I actually want to do means that I'm obviously going to have less time for like we originally talked about how each of my courses has you have to spend x amount of hours on them nine to twelve hours a, a week and mm -hmm. so that's like a 40 hour work week and then how you fit in fun and everything but I've um I mean, one of the things I learned in, in November, December was, and you, you talked about this a lot, but just the difference between time management versus energy management, mm -hmm. and how it's really not about how many hours you spend doing a project. It's about whether you're in alignment when you're doing that project. And, and how you feel. I probably worked on Lola 
for like 80 to 100 hours a week in October, November, December. But it's so, it's like the best thing I've ever wanted to do in my life. So I'm not measuring by hours. And that's still a very outdated mindset. That whole, what I'm trying to push against when you start talking about, but I am working 40 hours a week and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't actually care about any of those hours because <laughs> it doesn't matter. And the reality is if you only want to, and I'm not saying it doesn't matter because they're not real. I'm saying because when you're in alignment with what you're doing and you have that mindset of like, I'm lucky to do this, mm -hmm. you, the, the time fades away. And also I'm really efficient. Like the, the stuff that used to take a long time. Okay. So this is a really good example. I used to, I used to have um, a work block with little um with the studio and then after for content writing for the for the newsletter and I had it every Monday and then I would produce my editor would see it Tuesday and then I would do it Wednesday like that was the system for a long time and when I decided I think I want to try a different way let me see about my own care first let me do some of my own stuff that I love to do um when I would sit down to write the newsletter it would take like 10 minutes I mean it would just boom <laughs> And then I'd have all this extra time because I was really aligned with like what I wanted to be doing. And that's called inspired action and law of attraction. You take action when you feel inspired to do it. And then it's so you're going downstream is what they say. It's just, that it's so easy. It's not challenging. Yeah. So then all of a sudden I had all the space. And then I remember like the next season being like, why do I still have a content block on my calendar <laughs> for writing content? for the newsletter because I don't actually work that way anymore. Now I just sit down and it's like bleh, and then I'm done and I press send and I don't know, sometimes there's mistakes. I'm fine with it. Like uh -huh. the business is growing, everything's full. I'm not, it's, it's all working. The hardest part, ready, is the mentality that work should be hard. The yeah. mentality that you're going upstream, that it's not of value if you don't push through. And that is all. Yeah patriarchy and masculine energy that is those are the lies that we've been fed that is baloney and that is the hardest part is acknowledging this was so easy hmm. i wonder if it has value and i just improving to myself over and over especially the past year like this is so easy and there's more value it's more potent yeah because it's more in that energetic alignment so when we're talking about 40 hours, the other thing I'm going to push back on, I always like this balance of like masculine and feminine and reality and dreams is that you said, I don't know where I'm going to fit that yoga in since I do have to work 40 hours. Like I do have school 40 hours. You said two classes. You could do two on the weekend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you do one Saturday, one Sunday. Yeah. If you don't want to take into that time. The, the desire, what you're going to have to look for, and this is everybody, if you say, this is the thing I love and cherish and treasure the most, and it's a non-negotiable, and you don't do it, most likely, it's literally because it's still a should. It's still an external something that you think you should be doing, yeah. rather than your whole body is like, I want to do that. I have so much nervous energy. I don't know if that's true for me. I get, I get. I'm not, I'm saying for people, here's how you tell. If you're not doing it, it's really oh. not an internal you. It's external. Yeah. Like, and there's so many things that I use as examples that you can't ever take that stuff away from me. Right now I wake up at 4 a.m. It's like, there's, it's not a problem and I'm not tired and it's not a problem because I love everything I'm doing and I want more of it. 
right? Like I want to, I want to be able to write more and connect more and have more quiet time in the mornings. It's so juicy. And yeah. I love orange theory. I have to get to orange theory. It feels so good. You can't take it away from me. So I don't even know. I mean, so this whole idea that we would measure the hours and keep and say something like, I don't have time for that, or I'm not going to, I just want us to be clear. I'm not making time for that. I'm not prioritizing that. I'm prioritizing school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm prioritizing work. I'm prioritizing others. And then we don't have a judgment around it. We just let that actually be the truth. So I really want you to experiment with that as you're moving through and go back and listen to this again, the ways in which you, you continue, and many of us do, and it's not just you, keep, keep reading, sort of going back to old patterns and habits with the stories. And because there's fear, the ego has a lot of fear, right? If your life is changing, you're moving in new directions, you're expanding, putting yourself out there, trying something new. So then how do we deal with that? Well, what if I fail, quote unquote? Okay, well, what does that really look like? What does that even mean, mm -hmm. right? And if we understand that there is no such thing as fail, that everything is learning and everything I do is experiments, um, it's so much juicier. And there's so much more compassion for ourselves when we realize, oh, I tried this. And you know what? The reality is there's going to be a time when Orange Theory doesn't feel good every, you know, as much as I'm doing it. That will happen because everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm -hmm. But I trust my inner guide to help me shift and steer how many times. I went twice a week for probably a year until I was like, oh, I want to go more. Like, I feel like I want to be here more. Because I was, there was like this thing that's happening in class with breath and movement. I just feel very present. And it wasn't happening the first six months because I was, there was still, it was new and I was looking out and blah. But now there's like this rhythm where it feels really good. But there'll be an end to that. Yeah. So that's the, the wavering of like, oh, this is just what I do. And I want you to embody that. You're moving into this month. You're moving into this year with the language of this is what I do. I interact with my life. I engage with my life. I take responsibility for my days. Mm -hmm. This is what I want women to do, to say, to feel. Because this, we deserve it. We're allowed to have it. Yeah. And we give away all our power. Because I'm giving away all my agency when I say there's I have a 42 hour work week and I that's just the way it is then there's like okay well there's only x amount of hours in the week so. there you go. right right yep so that's why you're saying shift it on its head because it's like no I create my own time yeah I'm in charge of my own hours yeah and you're making I'm hearing someone mentally right now have resistance like you know say something like well I work a nine to five yeah. and this is what it is <laughs> Um, so what I would say to that is like, yeah, and that's a choice you're making. Mm -hmm. Is that working for you? Is it something, is there deeper alignment that you love? And you're just, um, I think about, I had this one client last year who uh, came to me because she wanted to leave her job. And six months later, she was more in love with her job than she'd ever been. Her energy was renewed because she learned who she was and, and how she was operating and how in alignment her actual place of work was with who she is. She just kept telling herself, I want to leave and I hate this and I want to leave and I hate this. But the truth is when we pulled at it and pulled at it and pulled at it, it was a beautiful place for her to be. She just needed to tighten up some boundaries for her life mm -hmm. and, and work with self-care and prioritizing first. So now she does her yoga first thing in the morning and she feels so alive or she goes and works out, feels alive, feels so grateful, starts the day with, I'm so grateful I get to do this. And it was like dominoes, how different. So she never left the job. 
Mm -hmm. So people who say I'm trapped in a nine to five, I'm going to push back and say, let's find another way. Let's dig deeper into it. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. So like, it's like planning isn't really about, I mean, it is about planning and making time during the day, but so much of it is just a mindset shift around like waking up in the morning and not feeling trapped and not feeling stuck. Right. Which is, if you are, it's information, right? Like if you are, then let's look at it. We do hard things. We change jobs. We leave relationships. We make choices. We move in with family. Like we don't have to be so afraid of change. That's just ego. That's old talk. There's, listen, I don't want to minimize that there's discomfort and there's feelings. And I know them very, very intimately. Uh, That's the gift of the Enneagram (laughs) Four, knowing the darkest places intimately. But I also want to help us feel strong in making those choices and powerful in having these conversations. And that if we wake up and there's a stomach ache and there's fear and there's, um, we're out of alignment, then we can make changes and choices. We have to reach out a hand and say, help me, help me. I need help. Right. I need help. I need help. We have to practice saying that help me friends, help me husband, help me child. I'm going to, I need to make some changes and I'm scared, right? This is the kind of conversation that I wish uh, more women were having regularly. And that's what we're doing. Yeah, totally. That's why this community is so amazingly magical because you get to talk about all the things that like, I wouldn't have had this conversation a year ago because there's so much shame around like not knowing how to set my own time. Yeah. Yeah. All the stories that come with that. Will you, so it's January, so January, February, March. So why don't you come back on in March? We'll come, come back on at the end of March and let's see. That will help you hold accountability. That will help you. I want you to have some juice, some data, some information. So you come back on in March, you say, here's what I noticed. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. Here's what's so fun. Here's where I'm resisting. So come back on three months. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else? good I think that's a lot I think it's probably enough yeah (laughs) beginning middle and end (laughs) thank you thank you this is awesome yay yay